Hi, this is Hashim and Akiko from Sunai Radio, and we have a very special show today featuring an interview with legendary Japanese pianist, composer, producer, actor, and activist Ryuichi Sakamoto. Many of you may know him as the member of the iconic technopop group Yellow Magic Orchestra. And we had the opportunity of interviewing him in 2019 at the Ace Hotel. Formerly trained in classical and electronic music at the Tokyo University of the Arts, he is known as Kyoju or Professor by those close to him. And as a solo artist, composer, and producer, he has had his hands in everything from pop, jazz, rock, electronica, world music, classical, experimental, ambient, and beyond. He's also a world renowned film composer for iconic films such as Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, and Last Emperor, both of which he appeared in as an actor. As an activist, he has been very vocal in the anti nuclear power movement. It is no exaggeration to say that Mr. Sakamoto has had an immense influence not only on the music of Japan, but worldwide and across almost all genres of music. We present to you the Sun Eye Radio interview. With Ryuichi Sakamoto. We first started off by asking Mr. Sakamoto about how he started playing piano in kindergarten at the age of three and whether he enjoyed it from that young age.練習というよりかは本当に遊びというか触る程度で、ま、全員がやるもんで、そのなんていうのかな、義務という感じはなかったので、ま、普通ですね。絵を描くのと同じような感じで触ってましたけど、え、その幼稚園の友達、仲の良
無理やり本当に捕まれて連れて行かれてですね、まあ、熱意に負けたんですねだからもういやいやながら行ったんです<笑>全然その何かロビシーとかそういう音楽に感激して自分で始めたということではないんです I didn't have an interest in composing at first when I was in the fifth grade My piano teacher told me I should start studying composition. This teacher took me to an even stricter composition teacher, though I didn't want to go. My parents were even against it, but my piano teacher was adamant about taking me there. So it wasn't like I fell in love with Debussy at that young age, which made me want to study composition. We asked Mr. Sakamoto what made him fall in love with electronic music and what motivated him. To study it at the Tokyo University of the Arts. あの東京芸大在学中に電子音楽と出会ったそうですがそのきっかけと電子音楽に惹かれた理由について教えてもらえますか、まあ、いやいや始めた作曲なんですがあの、まあ、やってるうちにだんだん好きになってその後ドビッシーの音楽にも出会って、まあ、だいぶのめり込んで。行くようになりましたそれでまあ自分で自分の曲も作り始めてですねそれで、えーまあ、高校が終わる頃にはですねもういわゆる普通にみんなが聴いているクラシックとかドビッシーのような近代音楽などにはもう飽き飽きしていてですね、えーまあ、現在まで追いついちゃったのでつまり、ね、作曲を学ぶっていうのはその。250年ぐらい前に生きていたバッハドイツのバッハから始まってですねその250年をこうどんどんどんどん現代の方に近づいてくるそうやって学んでいくそれを短時間でやるんですねまあそういう変な勉強なんですけどもでも高校終わる頃にはもう現代も追いついちゃってですね自分の興味がそうするとですねまあ普通のピアノで弾ける曲とか普通のオーケストラの曲なんてのは全然興味なくて<笑>あ、まあ、もっと全然新しいまだないものを作りたいだから芸大に入る頃18歳頃にはもう今まで聞いたこともないものを作りたいという気持ちになっていてそしてそのないものってどうやって作るんだそれでですね一つはその電子音楽をやるっていうことはまだ存在してない新しい色新しい色のパレットを持てることなんですねもう一つ興味があったのは世界の民族音楽なんですねで民族音楽っていうのはそのいわゆる西洋のクラシックヨーロッパのクラシックにはないものでそれ以外のものですそこに非常に大きな興味を持ってアフリカとかアジアとかの音楽にそれを両方勉強しようと思ったんですねでまあ始めたんですよ大学入って。Though I didn't want to study composition at first, as time went on, I fell in love with it. I later discovered Debussy and started writing my own compositions, but by the end of high school, I was already bored of classical and contemporary classical composers like Debussy. Studying composition means you start studying from composers like Bach from 250 years ago. By high school, my interests had caught up with modern times. I was already disinterested with conventional piano or orchestral pieces, and I wanted to create music that didn't exist yet. When I entered Tokyo University of the Arts at the age of 18, I was thinking of ways to create music that hadn't been heard yet. I figured out that by creating electronic music, I would have access to a palette of sound that didn't exist yet. I was also very interested in world music. I realized that music from Asia and Africa 
had musical elements that didn't exist in European music, so I decided to study electronic music and ethnomusicology at the university. Next, we asked Mr. Sakamoto how he discovered synthesizers. とても高価な新サイズが3種類も3社の別々なものがあってですね、触ることができたんですね。そこでも初めて出会ったわけですね。で、それが随分何年もしてから個人でも買えるようなものが出てきたんですけど。in the 1970s, synthesizers were too expensive for private individuals to own. They could only be found at places like universities. I was lucky because there were very expensive synthesizers from three different companies at my university. That's when I first had the opportunity to play them. I was only able to buy my own synthesizers many years later. Mr. Sakamoto has worked with many legendary Japanese pop singers like Tatsuro Yamashita and Taiko Onuki. And we asked which of these artists was especially memorable to work with. ポップスとか日本のフォークミュージックとかそういうものはほとんど全く知らなくてだから大学に入っていこうそういう人たちと知り合ってとても新鮮で面白くてまあこう学ぶチャンスだと思ってあのどんどんやってたんですねそういうこと
まあ音楽の仕事をするとそのお金はいいのねギャラがいいのねところがもう遊ぶ時間もないぐらいに仕事ばっかりしていてただね仕事してると言っても言ってみれば日雇い労働者みたいな感じでそのいつ声がかかるかわからないので声がかからなくなったらもう仕事がないわけなんですね。おう元気な子なので、はい、まあそれもあって来る仕事をどんどん OK するじゃないですかそれで、まあ、そんなに忙しくなっちゃってどんどん心はやさぐれていってですねここらでやっぱり自分の音楽を作らなきゃダメだなとで全部その忙しいっていうのは人のためというかお金まあお金のためというかなんかそのバイト気分なんですね僕自分の仕事っていうよりかはまあバイトですねたまたま僕は音楽ができるからできたっていうだけなんででも自分のことやってないでだんだんイライラしてきてたところでなんかまあそのコロンビアレコードっていうところからこう声がかかってなので夜中の12時ぐらいからスタジオに入って朝までその自分のソロを作って昼間はそういうペースで仕事していてっていう感じで。だからまあ本当1日数時間しかあの作れないんだけどそれで10ヶ月ぐらいかかってやっとできたっていうでもまあなんていうのかな初めて持った自分の名刺のような感じでまあ自分はこういうものですよっていうことをはっきり示せる今までの仕事は本当になんていうのかなバイ,トバイトでやってたんだけど初めて自分の音楽っていうふうに人に。I got very busy arranging and playing for other artists. I was working from noon to midnight, working 12 hours a day and going from one studio to another for about two years. I made a lot of money, but I started to get a little depressed. The pay was good back then, but I was too busy to really enjoy it. Though I was busy, I was freelance, so I never knew when the work would dry up. So I kept on taking on more projects, but I started to feel a little empty inside. I wanted to create my own music. When I was making music for other people, it felt like I was working a part time job and not taking care of my own creative ideas, so I got frustrated. Around that time, Columbia Records asked me if I wanted to record a solo record, so I started recording my own songs late at night in the studio until the morning. I would work for other musicians during the daytime, so I would only get a few hours a day working on my own material, and it took 10 months to finish this record. But it was gratifying because it felt like I finally had my own business card. We asked Mr. Sakamoto how it feels to listen back to Thousand Knives, which he made when he was 26, which is roughly 40 years ago. I don't think it's a 昔を懐かしいんで聞くなんていうことはまずないのでそうですね感想あのねただ随分時間が経ってえ思うことはまあ今から聞くと今から見直すとあのとても乱暴ですよただまあ乱暴な良さっていうのかな若さの良さっていうそういうものはありますよねだからねあのー今やれって言われてもできないんですね。同じような音はできないんです。ただ、音楽性の根っこにあるものっていうのかな
あのハーモニーの感覚とかいうのはあんまり変わってないそれは、ね、実は残念なことに40年間いろいろ苦労してきたはずなのにそんなに変わってないわけですあのこの40年間何してたんだっていう話なんですけどほとんど変わってないといえば変わってないただそのやっぱり音色とかいろいろ何て言うのかなあのその若さなら,ならではのこう力っていうのかなこう乱暴さというかね筋肉の<笑>強さというかそういうものはありますね。I rarely listen back to my old records, but Thousand Knives was recently reissued, so I had to listen back to the newly mastered version. Many years have passed, but when I listen to this record, it sounds very rough around the edges. But that roughness and energy comes from being young, and I can't recreate that sound now. Listening back to this record, my harmonies and musical sensibilities haven't changed much. That means I've worked hard for 40 years, but some might say that I haven't evolved as a musician. There is a youthful energy and rawness to this record that I can't recreate now. We asked Mr. Sakamoto what inspired the long vocoder intro on Thousand Knives. Hmm, what was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. ふっと出てくるので特別な経緯はないんですけどあの長いボコーダーのイントロは実はあの毛沢中国の毛沢東の、えー、詩を読んだ中国のカセットをたまたま買って中国語で読んでるからわからないんだけどそれこう好きでそれをボコーダーに突っ込んでああれで毛沢東の詩なんですね。だから著作権的にはどうまずいんですけどもう多分いいのかな<笑>あじゃあ坂本さんが読んでたりするわけじゃなくて、うん、そうカセットの音を向こう側で僕は弾いてるんですよ When I write songs, the ideas come to me naturally, so I'm usually not thinking about anything. I happen to buy a cassette that had a recording of a poem written by Mao Zedong. It was in Chinese, but I liked how it sounded, so I put it through a vocoder. So it might be a copyright issue, but hopefully it's okay. I'm basically playing Mao Zedong's poem through a vocoder. We asked Mr. Sakamoto about the meaning behind the title, Thousand Knives, and the concept of the album. そこから取ったんですけど、まあ、そのアンリミショっていう人はそのメスカリンとかですねそういうあの薬物をやって、えーまあ、違う精神になった状態っていうものを経験してそういうものを詩に書いたりするってで、まあ、そういう精神の拡大というのかな、まあ、僕は60年代の世代ですからそのヒッピー世代ですからそういう精神の人間性とか精神の拡大。解放っていうのはとてもあのまあそれの中で育ってきたのでとても興味があったので、まあ、それを取ったんですねまあそれからちょっとこう背のナイフってドキッとするというかもう刃を突きつける感じでそのまあ初めて、まあ、デビューする新人としてはその世の中に
刃を突きつける感じっていうのかな。いいかなと思いました<笑> Back then, I was a fan of the French poet Henry Michaud, and the album title is inspired by the title of one of his poems. Michaud was known for writing poems under the influence of substances like mescaline. I grew up in the 60s and came from the hippie generation, so I was intrigued by things like expanded consciousness. The title, Thousand Knives, has an element of shock to it, and as a new artist making my debut, I felt like this album was my sword, and I was confronting the world with it. We asked Mr. Sakamoto if there were any recording techniques he used on Thousand Knives that were later used on YMO records. I was a fan of the knife, and 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 I was a fan of the knife. 音を打ち込んで演奏させるということをず、まあ、線のナイフではほぼ全部の曲それをそういう手法でやってるんですけどそれをまだやってる人が少なくてで前もまだあのそ,その時は存在してないですから、まあ、線のナイフがあって YMO でまあコンピューターを使うっていうのがその前,あの前段として線のナイフがあったっていうことかな。それからまあ実際そのセンナイフの曲僕の曲も前もの,あのナンバーとして取り入れたりはし,していますけどね。On almost all the songs on Thousand Knives, we programmed computers to play the music, which was new back then.There weren't that many people doing that at the time.After using that technique on Thousand Knives, we applied it to YMO.Later, some of the songs on Thousand Knives were included in YMO's repertoire.We asked Mr. Sakamoto, Why YMO covered some of the songs from Thousand Knives later on? I don't remember exactly how that happened, but before YMO covered my tunes from Thousand Knives, we were performing them live together. I think that when I did a solo performance of Thousand Knives, I might have had the other two members from YMO perform with me. I often performed with the members of YMO before we actually formed the band. Mr. Sakamoto spoke about the influence from Krautrock on his early music. クラフトワークノイとかカンとか、はい、あの辺、まあ、ファウストとかですねあの好きで聴いてたんですねだからまあそういう影響もあると思います、うんはい、この曲で山下達郎さんがカスタネットを演奏してるってことなんですかその曲だったかなクレジットに入ってあそうですかじゃあそうかなそうかもしれないですね、まああいう、まあ、有名な歌手がカスタネットだけで参加してるっていうのが結構<笑>面白いと思っちゃったんですけど。<笑>ですね。
I loved Kraftwerk since their first record when they were still an experimental rock band and not making techno yet. I also loved bands such as Neu, Can, and Faust, so there was definitely an influence from German bands. Mr. Sakamoto also added that on this album, Tatsuro Yamashita is playing the castanet, which is probably some interesting trivia for city pop fans. Mr. Sakamoto explained that Yukihiro Takahashi, the drummer of YMO, acted as the fashion stylist for the cover of Thousand Knives. あの、高校生ぐらいから挑発だったんですけど、ま、ヒッピー、ヒッピーでしたから。あの、その、え、ジャケットの写真を撮るんで、その高橋くんに、あの、生まれて初めてその部屋サロンに連れて行かれて、ど
I don't think that's a good thing, and I must have felt that when I made Thousand Knives. We asked Mr. Sakamoto what he felt about the democratization of music production through the widespread use of digital equipment and easily being able to release music on digital platforms. あのね、それは僕はいいと思ってるの。つまりね、あの、アプリで<笑> 学校なんですよ。パブリックなんですね。とても親に、なんで親から感謝してほしいんだけど、あの、で、普通のクリスのその辺の小学校行くとですね、僕の頃はまだクラスに50人ぐらいいるわけですよ。で、僕は私音楽
Now, if you have a smartphone, you don't have to practice for hours a day to make music. You can just use music production apps to make the music that you want. I think it's a great thing that anyone can make music that way. So I'm grateful to Steve Jobs in that sense. When I was a child, I went to public schools, and there were about 50 kids in my class. There were other kids who had musical talent, but they didn't get musical education like I did, so their musical talent wasn't developed. Maybe they ended up working for a company or working at a fish shop. That always bugged me since I was a child. If those kids had the opportunity, they might have had more talent than me. Nowadays, if you have talent, you don't have to work as hard to make good music. What I was writing about in the liner notes for Thousand Knives was about the sense of musical pitch being influenced by digital methods. For example, between the notes of C and D, there are an infinite amount of notes. But in the digital world, a C is a C and a D is a D. In the digital world, there is no room for fluctuation. That's the same for rhythms. Between two percussive notes, there is an infinite amount of space. But when you make music digitally, that infinite space disappears. I don't think that's a good thing. 1978 is the year when Thousand Knives was released and also when YMO formed. We asked Mr. Sakamoto how YMO formed during that time. 1978は、YMO が結成した年でもあると思うのですが、結成が決まったのは千のナイフのレコーディング中だったんですか。もうほぼ同じ時期だったと思いますね。あの、まあそのなんていうのいろいろなバイト仕事をしている中で、YMOを
だからその誘われた時にねそのこた,つこたつで言ったのは僕は自分の仕事が一プライオリティなんでバンドはやってもいいですけどあのそれは二の次っていうかソロの空いた時間で,でいいならやりますよっていうふうに言ったんですよそれはでも本当の気持ちででもさ随分大変なというか5歳上のそのさんからしてみればなんて生意気なやつなんだと思ったと思いますけどでもそれが正直な気持ちでそういったのを覚えてますけどね Hosono and Takahashi both came from a background of playing in bands since their teens They played at dance parties and came from a pure rock and pops background I didn't have any experience of playing in bands and came from a completely different musical background So when I was asked for the first time to join a band I was a little apprehensive It's also because I have a strange personality Since childhood, I dislike being part of something, so I've never worked for a company or belonged to any type of organization. So when I was asked to be in a band for the first time, it felt a little uncomfortable. I'm an extremely individualistic person and I like to work alone. So when they asked me to join YMO, I told them that my priority would be my own solo work and that YMO would take a back seat. I told them that I would join if they didn't mind me recording with YMO. Only when I have time off from my own solo projects. That's how I honestly felt at the time. If you think about it, Hosono san is five years older than me, so it was very arrogant of me to say such a thing. Mr. Sakamoto explains that YMO started off as a relatively unknown act, but was catapulted into stardom shortly after, which changed his life. So, the first time, だからその1枚目のアルバムはほとんど売れなかったんで何,何枚って300枚って 200, 200枚って言うんでその結構僕はほっとしてたんですよあよかったつまりねあの2人と音楽を作るのは楽しいだけどその全然話題にもなんなくてそれは僕はそ,そっちの方がよかったつまりねずっとアノニマスでいたかったから。一人が孤独が好きなんでところが2枚目で売れてしまったんですねでこれで状況が大きく変わってですねすごく忙しくなったしまあまあまあ本当に有名になってしまって生活がガラッと変わってしまったんですよねで本当に困りましたそれは。At first, YMO didn't gain any recognition at all. The first album initially only sold about two or three hundred copies, so I was actually quite relieved. I enjoyed making music with Hosono and Takahashi, but we didn't get any attention as a band, which was more comfortable for me. I enjoy being alone, so I always wanted to stay anonymous. But the second album was very successful, and the situation completely changed. We became famous, and our schedules got busy. Our lives completely changed, and life became more difficult for me. Mr. Sakamoto's melodies have a distinct sound, which has often been described as Orientalism, but we asked him if that influence came from studying ethnomusicology at the university. あのねそのなんていうの,その僕が随分その影響を受けたドビッシーなんかも実はそういうメロディーを
随分使っていてあれもう一人いるんですけどあのハンガリーのバルトークっていう人がいて、はいはいえー、か彼はその、まあ、ハンガリーの民族音楽も勉強してですねそういうあの、まあ、古いフォークあの昔から伝わっている民謡,民謡をですね取り入れてるんですね。でやっぱりそれもそういうちょっとアジア的なあのメロディーなんでそれもとても好きで,でそういうものの影響ですね直接その勉強した大学で勉強した民族音楽っていうことではないと思いますけどね。I'm not sure where the influence comes from. I was heavily influenced by Debussy, who also used a lot of exotic melodies. Bartok was a Hungarian composer who studied ethnomusicology and used melodies from Hungarian folk music. I was influenced by both of them, so I don't think the influence came from my studies at school. We asked Mr. Sakamoto how the pop and experimental sides of his music coexist within himself. <laughs> なんかね、まあ僕はね、ちょっとかなり分裂的な人間でね、あの、分裂的って今言っちゃいけないのかな。なんか双極性障害とか言うのかな。<笑>あの、日本語よくわからない。あの、それはね、なんていうの、子供、子供の時からそうなんだけど、例えば、非常にこう、硬いバッハが大好きだったし、小さい時から。でも、えー、小,小学校5年の時に当時の前衛音楽を聴きに行ってものすごく面白くてあ、まあ、ピアノこそ壊,しなか壊さなかったけどピア,ノピアノの中にこう野球ボールをポンと投げ入れたりとかそんなことやっていてあ面白いあれだったら僕でもできるみたいな感じで<笑>そう好きになったりとかですね。なんかそのでまあ、あの普通にロックも聴いていたりとか分裂してるんですよ本当にで今でもそうで何でも聴くし何でも面白いと思うんでそうですね自分では特にポップセンスがあるとも全然思ってないんだけどそのポップスの中にも面白い曲はあるし実験的だからといって必ず面白いわけでもないしそのなんていうのかないい悪いっていうのはそのジャンルじゃないと思って。I don't think that the pop and experimental sides of music coexist within me. When it comes to music, I have a split personality, or maybe I'm just bipolar. Since I was a child, I loved very academic types of music like Bach, but I also loved avant garde music. I went to listen to an avant garde concert in the fifth grade. The musician threw a baseball into the piano, and it didn't break, but I thought to myself, that's so cool, maybe I can do that. That experience got me into experimental music. I also grew up listening to rock, so I have a split personality in my musical taste. I listen to all types of music, and all types of music excite me. I don't think I'm especially good at making pop music, but there is pop music that is interesting. Just because it's experimental, it doesn't mean it's good music. You can't decide whether music is good or not, depending on the genre. We asked Mr. Sakamoto about the concept behind his 1982 album, B2 Unit, which is one of our favorite albums. So, DJ is a very good unit to dice. I don't know if you have a concept of that. 
何でしょうねコンセプトですかあの時のどういう意図で作ったかとか気持ちでもいいんですけどその YMO が有名になっちゃったんですよ急に。それに対するまあアンチですねぶっ壊せみたいなだからもう前もとまあ真反対のことやろうみたいな受け入れられないことやろうみたいなそういう気持ちは強かったです前も suddenly became famous so I made B2 unit as a reaction to that I had an urge to destroy the image we had created with YMO I wanted to do something completely opposite to YMO's music So, I wanted to create an album that wasn't as accessible. Mr. Sakamoto is an activist who is also the representative of a forest preservation organization and has actively taken part in protests against nuclear power plants. We asked him how social and environmental issues impact his music. メッセージは入ってないですね。ただ、え、言葉で書けるようなメッセージは入ってま原発反対とかね。そういうものは入ってないけど。そう感情はたくさん入ってるでしょうね。僕同じ人間だから。一人同じ一人人間が思ってる思
ただ外に向かって発言しだしたのは本当に90年代の終わりぐらいですでこれは自分の名前を少しでも使ってでもみんなに訴えないとつまり一人だけでやってても全く追いつかないのでまあその僕は本当は自分の名前をそういうなんでメッセージとしてこう使うのは本当にとても嫌な人間なんだけどこれはもうしょうがないと思い直して、えー、言うようにしました。うん。だちょうど20年ぐらいですねこの。うん I started getting concerned about global warming in the early 90s, and I did what I could to make things better, like not using plastic for CD packaging and using biodegradable plastic wrap for CDs. When I put on concerts in the 2000s, I used natural energy, but I started really becoming vocal about it in the late 90s. I felt that I needed to use my name to raise awareness about these issues, or it would be too late. I'm not the type of person that likes to use my name for publicity, but I changed my way of thinking and became more vocal about it. So I've been doing this for about 20 years now. The documentary film Coda follows Mr. Sakamoto through his struggles of overcoming cancer. We asked him what he learned from that experience and how it affected his music. に生きていたらまず、えー、生きてないわけですよそういうあの生かせる技術はなかったわけで,で医療技術はまあ進歩したのでたった100年前よ人間は何万年も生きてきて、えーね、20万年ぐらい生きてきてたった100年前まではがんだったら死んでたわけじゃない。100年前と言わせても50年前でもそうですよ僕のおじさんたちはみんながんで死んでますからだからまあそういう意味では感謝するとともにでも 100% 感謝はできないというかもちろん生きてはいたいですけどそ,のそんなにこう自然じゃないことをやって果たしてこれでいいのかという気持ちもあります。つまり人間はたまたまそういう技術を発達させて延命することができるようになったけどじゃあ他の動物たちは他の生物たちはみんなそういうの医療なくなくて自然のままに生きて生まれて死んで生まれて病気になって死ぬあるいは傷ついて死ぬみんなやってるわけでしょ今でもね人間だけがこ,うこんなことやっていて自然に反してるわけですよ。という気持ちもありますだから延命はさせないで何もしないでそのまま自然に任せようという気持ちも実は少しはありました、うん、ただやっぱりもうちょっと音楽を作りたいっていう気持ちの方が強かったかな100 years ago in the beginning of the 20th century I wouldn't have survived this disease they didn't have the medical knowledge yet to keep someone like me alive that was only 100 years ago Humans have been on Earth for about 200,000 years, and just 100 years ago, I would have been dead if I had cancer. My uncles died of cancer, so in that sense, I'm so grateful for being alive. But I wasn't 100% grateful. Of course, I wanted to stay alive, but there was a part of me that said, Do you want to take these unnatural measures to prolong your life? Humans use technology to live longer, but do animals do that? 
Animals live according to the laws of nature, and if they get sick or injured, they die. All animals do that, but only humans do these things to prolong their lives. So part of me was thinking that it might be better for my life to naturally end. But my desire to stay alive to make more music ended up being stronger. Mr. Sakamoto moved to New York in the 90s, and we asked him why he chose New York, and if it allows him to be more creative there than being in Japan. So, ま、一人で静かにいられる時間っていうのは多いです。ニューヨークの方が。で、あの、ニューヨークもあの、一歩外に出れば色々なたくさん刺激があって見るもの、聞くもたくさんありますけど、家に引きこもってれば非常に静か
and films last a long time. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, aired for the first time in China recently, and I got a lot of fan mail, so I found out that I had fans over there. Things like that can happen with film, so film is much more powerful than music as an individual medium. I love film, and film influences me heavily in the creation of music. I get a lot of ideas from film, and they make me think a lot, so it is a big source of inspiration for me. We asked Mr. Sakamoto about his work with one of his collaborators, Karsten Nikolai, also known as Alva Noto, who comes from the visual art world, and what he enjoys about collaborating with him. なんかすぐ好きになったんですね。音楽、まず音楽を。それで、あって人柄も好きで、まあ、向こうもとても人が好きっぽい人なんで、すぐ友達になって。それでいろいろ話し始めると、もう驚くほど、いや、音楽的な
でもうそういうのは本当に僕は馬鹿らしいと思ってるので何でもあり、うん、で参加したい人はもう誰でも参加していいとで一番の僕があの何を共有したかっていうとしたかったかというとその僕らがあの今まで培ってきたいろんなノウハウですね例えば、えーまあ、日本のミュージシャンだったらその海外のレベルレベルとのやり取りとか、うんえー、もうもっと具体的に言えば弁護士を紹介するとかですね、うん、その契約どうしたらいいかとか著作権の管理をどうしたらいいかとかそういうことを意外と知らない若いアーティストが多いので、うん、そこはとても大事なことなんでそう共有して僕らが培ってきた経験値を共有したいという、うん、そういうコンセプトで素晴らしいと思うんだけど、うん、あんまりうまくいかなかったですね。But things didn't go according to the concept. As you can tell from the label name, Commons is a communal space for artists to share. There are three M's in Commons because the middle M stands for music. Normally, labels focus on a certain genre of music like IDM, but I think that is really stupid, so we release music from all genres. What I wanted to share the most with musicians is the knowledge I've gained throughout my career. For Japanese musicians, I can help them communicate with overseas labels. To be more specific, I can introduce them to attorneys and teach them about contracts and other details. A lot of young musicians don't know about these things, so I wanted to share my experiences with them. So I think the concept of the label was great, but I haven't been able to put this all into practice. We asked Mr. Sakamoto on his thoughts about where the music industry is headed in the future. <laughs> あの今あのそうですね、今までのように、えー、本当によくわからないですね、どうやって、つまり、まあ、ライブができるミュージシャンだったらいいけど、そのライブ向きじゃない、あれライブができないミュージシャンっていうのもたくさん、つまり iPhone で、あスマホスマホでね、作ってるようなミュージシャンでライブしようと言われても。でできないですよねです彼らはその自分の音楽は作れるんだけどどうやってそれで生計を立てていったらいいのかっていうのが難しいですよね。でそういうミュージシャンの方が多分多くなってくると思うので今後ますます。あるいはその今結構多いのはビジュアルも自分で作る音楽も作るようなアーティストがどんどん増えてきてそれはもうライブっていう形ではまあ全く無理なんで、まあ、インスタレーションで見せるかでもどうやってじゃあそれで食べていくのって話で難しいですよねそれ、まあ、ものすごく有名なアーティストになればあれですけど。多分難しいですねだから、まあ、趣味になっちゃうのかなどんどんこれからは音楽はただねその趣味は別に全然悪くなくてむしろいいんですよね趣味はねつまりあのこれで食べていかなきゃいけないと言ったらそのなるべく売れるものを作ろうというようなあのプレッシャーが働きますよねだから冒険しないとかですねなるべくポップなものとか思っちゃうけども趣味だったら何でも自分が好きなものをやればいいんでどんな過激でもどんなにどんくさくてもそれ勝手じゃないですか個人の
なので音楽の多様性は広がるしそっちの方が音楽としては面白い状況としては面白いとただその経,経済としては難しいという話ですね It's going to get harder and harder for people to make money through music. I can't imagine where things are going. Musicians that can perform live can still make a living, but if you make tracks using an iPhone, you probably can't perform live. There will probably be more musicians like that. There are a lot of musicians that make their own music and videos, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they can make a living off of that. If you become really well known, you could probably make a living, but for a lot of people, Making music will become a hobby. That isn't a bad thing. When you try to make music for a living, you're pressured to make music that sells, so you stop experimenting and try to create things that are pop. If you make music as a hobby, you can make what you want, and it can be as extreme or as mediocre as you want. That would make music more diverse, and the music scene would become more interesting, but it might not work out financially. だと思うんですよなんか夢の中でもこれ弾けるし、まあ、僕もそうですねただ、まあ、ピアノっていうのをよく考えてみるととても大きいし、えー、あの中にはこうすごい鉄板が入っていてですねでこうあの線がねピアノ線がこう張られてるでしょ。あのピアノ線のね随分たくさんあるんじゃないですか今、うんはい、あの全部合わせると10トンにもなるんです、うん、力が10トンを支える鉄,鉄でできてるわけですよ、うん、あれのピアノって、うん、それはやはりこの200年ぐらいの産業革命で、えー、できた技術で、まあ、非常に不自然なもんですよね、うんだからまあもちろん自分にとってはまあ身近な音楽あの楽器なんですけどもあのよく考えるとその非常に不自然なものにとらわれているんで実は今僕ニューヨークのうちの小さいバックヤードがあるんですけどピアノを雨ざらしで放置してあるんですよそれで雨風にさらしてもちろんどんどん音は悪くなっていくし錆びていくし。あのー周りの木はどんどん剥がれたりしてるんですよ、はい、そのまま放置していてどんどん自然に返そうとしてるんですね、えー、それで作品作ったりするんですかでもねもうならなほとんど半分ぐらいならないんで作品が作れないかもしれないけど、えー、まあそれを置いとくっていう行為自体が作品のようなもんかなインスタレーションみたいな感じ、ねはいはい、自分だけのための、えー、For example, a guitarist can play the guitar in their sleep It's the same for me with the piano. But if you think about it, a piano is a big instrument, and there is a large plate of steel inside it with piano strings. There is about 10 tons of force in the piano. If you think about it, the piano is a very unnatural instrument that was born from the Industrial Revolution in the past 200 years. The piano is a very familiar instrument to me, but there are a lot of things that aren't natural about it. In my small backyard at my home in New York, I have a piano that I have left outside intentionally. It's been left in the wind and rain, so the sound is getting worse. It's rusting inside, and the wood is peeling off. I'm trying to let the piano return to nature. The piano is barely playable, so I'm not sure if I can create something with it. But leaving it in my backyard, 
turned it into an installation piece all for myself. We heard that Mr. Sakamoto collaborated with Flying Lotus, so we asked him what it was like recording together. いや、あの、彼自身。それ多分その興味のあるアーティストもアイフォンに招いてやってるんだと思うんで、そういうものもたくさんあって、で、僕たった2日ですけど、何もないところ始めて、ま、ポロポロって聞くと、あ、それいいねって言うけど、すぐ録音しちゃうんで、ま、ポロポロと弾いただけでもう、1曲になっちゃうので、ずっと録音し続けてるから、2日でもう何時間
シアターピースなんですけど、うん、オペラといっても全くその通常のオペラでは全くなくてね、うんえー、何でしょうね、まあ、パフォーマンスとイン,インスタレーションが一緒になったようなよくわからないものなんですけどそれを今作ろうとしていて、まあ、だ,いだいぶ具体的になってきてだけど発表できるのは再来年だと思いますね2021年かな。It's already been two years. But it's going to take me a while until I can release a new solo record. Before that, there was a span of eight years between releasing solo records, so I hope I can keep the next gap under five years. I'm planning a big project which will be an opera or theater piece. It's not a conventional opera at all, it's part performance and part installation. I'm working on that now, and the details are becoming more apparent. I'm hoping to announce it in 2021. To close the interview, we asked Mr. Sakamoto to give us a message for our listeners. So, this is a internet radio. I'm going to play this list. I'm going to play this list. ここ可能今後も可能性があるメディアだと思いますねやり方だと思いますねあのなんだろう今さんそれで各いろんな国のラジオが聴けるようなウェブサイトもあるじゃないあれもいいけどまああれは地方局じゃないインターネットラジオはねなんだろうオンディマンドにも応えられるし自分たちの,そのスケジュールに合わせて自分たちの企画でもやれるし、まあ、幅が広いというか、まあ、別に何の規制もないから自由だよねそれがいいよね昔ねあの80年代かなまだニューヨークに住んでない頃にレコーディングでニューヨークに遊びに遊びにというか行っていて、えー、時差でさ眠れないじゃない夜で夜中の3時ぐらいかなニューヨークのローカルの FM を聞いていたのねそしたらものすごい奇妙な奇妙奇妙なよくわけのわかんない音楽をがかかってるね普通のローカルの FM でだよでまあその頃はほら CD もあんまりまだ復旧してないからレコードでかけていてえー、針が飛んじゃったりとかさあの同じとこがずっと繰り返しループになっちゃったりとかしたりとかしながらもとにかく曲の紹介も一切ない何の曲かもわからないただかけっぱなしなのでねもう新鮮で衝撃でそれが好きでそれ理想なのね僕は。音楽の内容は別に必ずしも実験的である必要ないんだけどその姿勢というかその番組の作り方っていうのが何にも説明しないで,で日本の FM ってさ僕もあの2か月に1回やってるけどめちゃくちゃ話が多いじゃないもう AM と変わんないというかノリがただ音楽をだらだら聴かせろよって感じなんだけどだからぜひそうしてほしいですねあのつまりあのいや
政治とか社会の話するのだったらとことんそういうの話してもいいしだけど音楽かける時はもうとことん音楽かけるっていうようななんかさ途中で天気予報が入ったりさなんか5分のニュースが入ったりするようなさ日本の FM あれやめてほしいよねでもまあああいうのがあるからこの君たちのね、えー、インターネット FM があのラジオがとても新鮮でいいんだと思うんですけど。I really like internet radio and I sometimes make playlists for different stations. I see a lot of possibilities in this medium. There are websites where you can listen to radio stations from around the world. People can listen to internet radio on demand, and I like that there's not very many rules and there's a lot of freedom. Before I lived in New York, I would visit the city often, and there would be nights where I couldn't sleep because of the jet lag. I remember waking up at around 3 a.m. And listening to the radio in my hotel. They were playing really strange music on a local FM station. Back then, they were still playing vinyl on the radio, so sometimes the record needle would skip or the record would loop on a groove. The DJ on that show didn't even introduce the songs, but I love that and I think that is the ideal way to do radio. I have a radio show on a Japanese FM station once every two months, but you have to talk a lot. When I listen to radio, I would rather just listen to songs back to back. If you're going to talk about political or social issues on the radio, that's good. But when you play music on the radio, I want to hear lots of songs. If there's a weather report or news report in between the music, it throws me off. I think that your internet radio station is very refreshing, so I hope that more people support you. Sun Eye Radio. radio, radio, radio.